That's the Rice Krispie Treats commercial. Yes? I'm not familiar with that. Grant, you don't remember that commercial? I think, okay. I think you're th- Ben, you're thinking of chicken and stovetop. Nope. Uh, so there was a commercial. Grant, they didn't used to sell individually wrapped ones in boxes. Instead, they would promote it as like, hey, you the can take you can Rice Krispies and mix yeah. it with crap and make them. Yeah. And it's like, it's so easy, but your family doesn't have to know. And it, but while it's, they're talking about how easy it is, um, she's just, you know, reading through magazines and like sitting down and drinking a lemonade and then ding and she gets them out of the oven. And then it's like, you know, they're so easy, but your family doesn't have to know. She puts some flour on her face and then like sp- some water. So there's like, it's dripping down and she goes, <sighs> she bleeds a little bit, the family some, room. get some uh, blood. She's like yeah. slamming yeah. her yeah. hand in the, in the door. And <laughs> <Yeah. like. laughs> she cuts off a finger with a right. cigar cutter. <laughs> a group of ladies stop and get the imprint of her face on a shroud of Turin on the way. <laughs> she drops the, she dro- the, the second time she drops the Rice Krispies, uh, someone picks them up. Simon from Cyrene picks them up and walks in the rest mm. of the way. I want to do the whole stations across, but Rice Krispies. Yes. Ah, okay. I was going to uh, say that right okay. before she gets them to her family, she has to fight Goro. Mortal Kombat. That's the 14th station, Ben, where you, you oh, fall asleep yeah. by that point in church. <laughs> I was usually asleep by that. Claymation forearm weirdo. <laughs> I also love that song, yes, Matt. I was. Were you there while they crucified our Lord? No. No, I was <laughs> not. Whoa, 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 fucking you? Were yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you going to be all. Yeah. I'm not yeah. the one on trial here. Jesus is the one on trial, right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Welcome members of Little Captain Travis, that's you, our listening audience, and a special welcome to members of our super secret double diamond fan club, The Hoggies. For members of our super secret fan club, set your decoder paint to dry brush and add some fine detail to your figurines, because this week we're playing another round of our ongoing D&D campaign, The Search for the Ruins of the Pool of Tombs. It's always been called that. We we start off in a banquet room and in a local tavern, the Garden of Olives. Uh, the food's not great, but the drinks are decently priced, and when you're there, it's familial. <laughs> um, <laughs> my elven archer character, Quest Whore, has invited a group of her friends and fellow adventurers for a few drinks before just setting off to her hometown for the celebration of Iced Frost Night. Uh, there's a bunch of people milling around, having drinks, uh, hanging out, and there are, there are four seats of honor um, for uh, people traveling with her. Uh, Matt, who's sitting at the first seat? There's a large uh, man in uh, typical rustic colors, mustard yellow and neon red. (laughs) He is Hogan the Barbarian. Uh, Next to Hogan is a a towering magical figure. Grant, who's sitting next to Hogan? Uh, He's even more... He's probably bigger... I think we can assume he's bigger than Hogan, and Hogan is very big. Uh, just wearing classic blue Merlin robes, stars and moons, big pointy classic Merlin hat, uh, the wizard Shakiris. The third seat is empty, and uh, as Questor is looking around, a uh, uh, a young tiefling street urchin comes in. This is uh, he's he's got um, some like. He's got two horns, you know, growing out of the top of his head. One's kind of busted and uh, uh, dirty. He's just, uh, he, we, we know him around town as a messenger boy. Um, uh, he's a beastly little boy, and everyone refers to him as Nasty. And so he comes in, and they say, oh, hello, Nasty. And he says, I have a message. Um, the, the wizard, um, Wiz Marquis, uh, sends, sends his regards. Here is his message. I'm right downstairs. I'll be right up. And as uh, as the as the tiefling leaves, he's struck by a a, um, uh, a clairvoyant vision, and he says, "You won't hear from him for another year." <laughs> uh, and sitting next, and in the fourth slot, in the fourth uh, table of honor, Deep Ben, cut. who's sitting there? Um, a large mechanical man slowly stomps his way over to the chair, back from the bar. He's. Uh, Silver and uh, you know clearly mechanical and made of made of metal. Um, he has um, a helmet on. It looks like like a knight's helmet um, with a thin visor for his eyes. You can see his mouth below the visor, and on top there is a pointed traditional wizard hat. And he mm. says, 
I'm Robocop, Yola, <laughs> the wizard. <laughs> and he sits down. <clears throat> with the uh, with the assembly of uh, of her dear friends and this group of uh, and this group of party people, uh, Questor gives a uh, a brief speech. Uh, she says, uh, "Welcome, thank you so so much for coming to this party to see me off." I'm so pleased all of you could be here, and I'm being 110% honest, and I'm going to double down that I like half of you a third as much as I'd like to see a fifth of you drawn and quartered. <laughs> uh, amongst this awkward, confusing speech, everyone drowns, drowns their drinks, and the party sets off north. Uh, party travels north across the spine of the world mountains, uh, enjoying the cool air as they enter the Icewind Dale. They marvel at the frigid wind of Fridgertown and the banks of the Easter ever-frozen river. Uh, and they're refreshed by the snowy blizzards of the unforgiving blights. Uh, <laughs> traveling north, things get a little chilly, as, I, as you can see, and so they say goodbye to the last warmth of summer as they enter the snow tomb wastes and approach uh, Questor's hometown of Bitter Winter Keep. Um, Hogan, I need you to make a perception roll. Cast away. Uh, looks like I've got a 12. A 12. Um you noticed uh, that the, the change in seasons, um, you, you liken it to the change in seasons of other towns that you've been in in your travels. Uh, as the party begins to complain of the cool air, you're like, more like a summer in uh, the Sword Coast, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, notice, you, you, you notice the weather changing and, uh, and make this perception to the group. As you ride up to Bitter Winter Keep, there's a, there's a giant wall of ice surrounding the, the castle, the ice shard wall. And strangely for a time of celebration, uh, there seems to be lots of guards on the walls and not just, uh, not just uh, there for show, they seem to be actually on edge. Uh, and you enter into the town uh, of Bitter Winter Keep. It's a giant stone and ice brutalist mound. It's the fortress of the northern uh, ice elves, Questor's people. You enter the town and although the town is decorated for the celebration of Iced Frost Night, but all the people are kind of uh, on edge and nervous. The, the locals are keeping to themselves. Um, the foreigners are uh, are, are keeping in groups. People are people are glancing like furtively side to side. Uh, something's up. This is this is definitely not right uh, for for essentially a Mardi Gras about to go down. Things are very odd. Uh, what do you guys? What would you guys like to do? Oh, Shaq is keeping himself warm by just blasting fireballs everywhere. Uh, he I approve. could theoretically like create some kind of magical fire and keep it with him, but instead he prefers to heat himself by. Blasting a fireball, which keeps him for about a quarter of a second, so then he has to do another one and another, and just kind of keep going. But just kind of dribbling a fireball. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I love the idea of dribbling the fireball there. There, um, as you stand in the main plaza of town, there are three choices before you. There's a there's a pub off to one side that looks like uh, you might be able to figure out what's going on there. Um, there's a, there's a temple where there you see like you know some important people coming in and out. And uh, since this is Questor's hometown, she knows the location of the, uh, the, the town council. So you could, find, you could probably find out what's up by picking one of these three places. There was a pub, there was a council, and what? Or the, the town council? And, and, the the ta- and the temple. Well, so it's kind of like we'd get the gossip, or we would get uh, that religious sect's take, or we would get the government's uh, official word on it. Um, Robocopula wants to go... Uh, to the, um, I think we should take this to the authorities, he says, and he starts to slowly walk over to the, um, the town council. Uh, Jack is following Robocopula. He seems to know what he's doing. He's got that inbuilt sense, uh, of authority and, uh, and reason. He notices something's not quite right and goes right to it. Um, so Questor leads the group to the, uh, the, the Chamber of Doom, the, uh, the council of her people. <laughs> mm. It's... It's, okay. it's like a low thatched uh, kind of like everything in this town is very like Norse and Viking esque. You know, it's um, the, the Council of Doom is uh, they put a little fun into it and it looks a little bit like a skull. Ooh. Uh, a little, just a little bit of fun to, to get people in there. Um, as you enter the Council of Doom, um, do any of you have dark vision? Yeah, Shaq absolutely has dark vision. Not anymore, you don't. You've been outside in the snow too long, and now you are snow blind. It is dark as hell, and you guys trip across the stuff as you enter. 
I, I think Robocopula has night vision goggles. Night vision goggles? Uh, you, you take half stumbling damage. <laughs> okay. In the Chamber of Doom, you see the three council members uh, sitting around a table and uh, discussing things. There is uh, the, the leader of this town, the Spear Queen, uh, which is actually uh, Questor's great aunt. Um, there is the, uh, the, the war chief of, the, of Questor's people, the Beastmaster. And there is uh, a, this is the first time you've seen one. This is one of the sea folk uh, named the Peacemaster. The sea folk are a race of uh, mer people that, um, that have a, uh, a relationship with uh, the ice elves of the north. The, the sea people are like a normal humanoid body with, with fish-like heads and the heads are proper fish-like heads, like they, they are looking directly up as how it would be. <laughs> eyes on the side, mm-hmm. um, conducive to how a fish would, uh, uh, how a fish would swim. Or Robocopula, could you make a, a history roll for me? Sure. Uh, that is a 13. And a 13, you remember, uh, being one of the only to remember, uh, on the trip up, Questor explained the, uh, the ins and outs of Ice Frost Night. It is a celebration of the peace between the sea folk and the ice elves. Previous to uh, Ice Frost Night and the Ice Frost Accord, Questor's people um, hunted and ate the uh, sea people because they're slow and easy to kill and delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ice, uh, the sea folk eventually uh, gained magics to fight back. At which point they decided they weren't delicious enough, and there was a there was a tenuous peace. And this celebration every night. Uh, every year at Ice Frost Night is a continuation of the piece. And uh, you see this, uh, this sea folk man sitting there. He's a, he's a dolphin-esque sea folk. Uh, some, are, mm-hmm. <clears throat> some are more shark-like, some are more whale-like, some are more... You know, there's a, there's a whole, bunch, whole bunch of different types of uh, expression of this type of uh, creature. I want to see if that dolphin guy is magical. Can I de- cast Detect Magic on him? You, <clears throat> you cast Detect Magic on um, the Peace Master... He, he kind of perks up and looks at you as there's a there's a tingle of magic, but um, as, as your spell casts over him, but there is there is no magic in the Peace Master. He is merely a uh, he's merely a, a dolphin esque uh, sea folk. Okay, I tell him, dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> he's a, he's very old. He starts getting, well, what is going on? What, what is all this? I'm so confused. The woman dressed much like uh, Questor, the Spear Queen. She walks over. Spear Queen's wearing um, essentially. Uh, Thin, like uh, crisscrossing strips of leather and very little else. Uh, there's She's a clearly little... one of Questor's people. Most of the men are wearing like huge, hulking boots and armor, and like uh, like uh, a full bearskin rug as part of the top of their head, and a helmet and a cape, and battle axes, and their faces are covered with scarves. And all the women look like they're um, uh, like uh, water skiing. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but yeah. fiercely. Well, yeah, it's fiercely. freezing cold. Out. Yeah, yeah, they're both dressed yeah. practically. Yeah. So uh, the Spear Queen comes over and she, she recognizes Questor <laughs> well, the and men her are, group. The men are dressed practically. The women are practically dressed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yo, yo, yo. Shakirius, <laughs> uh, you take two points of damage. <laughs> no regrets. Uh, no. <laughs> I love how you roll. No regrets. Roll for no regrets. No regrets, <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Uh, the Spear Queen walks over and she uh, she introduces the the council to the to your party. She introduces herself as uh, Quest Giver. Um, mm. uh, she is the leader of the people, uh, the the war chief of her of her tribe, the Beastmaster. Uh, this is Mephistopheles or Fist for short. Um, and then Sense. the Peacemaster is named Dolph Lundgren. Um, mm. Yes. She tells you, uh, Questor, you know, points out, like, what's going on, what's with the tension around town, and uh, the Spear Queen lets you know that there's a tenu- the tenuous peace between the Sea Folk and the, uh, the Ice Elves is uh, about to be destroyed in the ceremony of Ice Frost Night. The peace is restored every year, but this year, a radical group of Sea Folk are challenging Dolph Lundgren's power and are looking to upset the the balance of the way that things were. Uh, a young, hot-headed, rebellious group is trying to disrupt things, and they have kidnapped the Mistress of Ceremonies and the special knife used in the ceremony. And Dolph Lundgren explains that uh, 
this year, instead of just coming for the ceremony, all of a sudden a flotilla of floating skyless airships appeared in the harbor. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like an the air, it's an like, airship. Okay, an airship. We all know, but it's like in, in the, is it underwater? What? It's a floating skyless airship. On top of the water. Whoa. Robocopula uh, says, he says, this flotilla is a cancer on New Detroit. And he pulls out his gun and he says, which way is the harbor? And he starts to walk out. <laughs> the Beastmaster runs after you as you're starting to walk out and says, let me, let me see if I can help you. You see, I've sent party after party of exactly two adventurers, but none have ever come back. Mm. The three of you might be our only choice. <laughs> Hogan says to Dolph Lundgren, hey, before we go any further, I may be willing to help you, but let's just get one thing straight. We can all agree that the best Rocky character is Thunderlips <laughs> and not Ivan Drago. <laughs> Robocopula turns back and you can see through his night vision goggles that the, uh, the forehead shape of Dolph Lundgren and Hogan's immense forehead <laughs> from his mm-hmm. airline, uh, he can't tell the difference between them and now he's starting to go haywire. Shaq says, I thought Robocop was the best Rocky character. <laughs> uh, Robocop looks at Shakirius and says, damn right, and spins the, the gun around and puts it back in his leg. Ooh, he's calmed him down. Shakirius calmed him down. Hogan says, uh, "That's that wasn't Robocop, that was just a robot waiter you were thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a lot of makeup. Happy birthday, Polly. There was a lot of practical effects. <laughs> yeah, so Mephistopheles says he can get you guys out to the flotilla where they know that uh, the mistress of ceremonies has been uh, captured. And he says, on that note, to keep the peace and to make sure that uh, no one thinks anything is up, during all the boring ceremonies today, I'm going to need Questor to fill in for the mistress of ceremonies. Mm. So... She is uh, she's she's whisked away by a group of uh, a group of people to prep her for filling in for the the mistress of ceremonies. Uh, as Questor shouts, um, "Bethany, you bitch!" and is dragged away <laughs> to sit in front of a bunch of stump, dumb cultural displays. Mm. It's this is this is it's the it's the closing ceremonies of the Olympics. Uh, no one needs to see this. Miserable. Yeah, she's the pork princess. Uh, while they're finishing up the ceremonies, the, fi- the, the, the closing ceremonies, everyone starts the pre-after party, and that's the sweetest, juiciest party. I'm afraid she's now going to miss it due to uh, filling in for <sighs> her old high school rival, Bethany, that bitch, mm. who was the mistress of ceremonies. So <clears throat> the crew gets on the boat. They head out, to, uh, they head out into the harbor, and uh, the waves are choppy and it's dark and icy cold. Uh, all of you take six points of ice oh, damage. Oh, shit. You see the floating skyless airships. <laughs> Hundreds of them. <laughs> more, more floating skyless airships. If they floated in the... If they if they were in the sky, it would black out the sky. Whoa. Somehow they're blacking out the sea. Oof. Wow. Uh, or some other... Yeah, some other kind of... Uh, some blackout. But uh, blacked you, you wrote to like... Wow. Clearly it's like the capital ship. It's the biggest of the floating skyless airships. There's the big uh, one. Let's go for it. There's a ladder kind of companionway, like uh, on the on the one side, and uh, plenty of boat-like things, anchors, portholes, and stuff that you could crawl up or get around. Let me know how you guys would like to try and get into this ship. Robocop points his gun at the boat and says, "Your move, creep." <laughs> <laughs> then roll an intimidation check for me. Uh, fifteen. Uh, the boat is not intimidating. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> nerves of steel. It has very, that boat has nerves of steel. The, the boat continues to rock in the ocean. It is not uh, It is not so terrified. It is terrified of your gun, but not so terrified that it uh, fights against the laws of gravity and uh, motion. Okay. Uh, Shaq attempts to post up the boat, so he's like back <laughs> to the boat, and he's like trying to back it down. He's dribbling one of his fireballs in the wooden boat that they're already in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, he's trying to like... Back it down, get down closer to the to the rim. Is he able to post up this boat and turn around and dunk on it? Great, can you please give me a roll for I, that? I, um, yes. Give me a strength, strength roll. Strength, okay. Well, he's got plus, that's a 17. Yeah, absolutely. You nearly capsize the boat, uh, <laughs> smashing, you know, like, you post up into it so hard. Your rowboat digs into the water. You're so much force. Mm. You can you, you look up and you see the huge swaying of the of the the arms and the masts as they all nearly tip over. You hear lots of whoa, mm. 
<laughs> and some sliding and some thuds. And, it, it, and uh, as someone slides off the deck, you hear boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> you hear several boom shakalakas and some some splashes, uh, and the the boat slowly rocks back to uh, a point of equilibrium. Okay, I've now established. Uh, the pecking order here, and so Shaq is free to just step on the boat. Like he's 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 good. He know, the boat knows his place, so he's good. Um, as you as you go to step on the boat, it sinks down in the water like a little bit, just to like get like so you don't have to step up as much. Ah. It totally knows who's in charge Very now. Nice. Mm. As the party gets up to the the deck of the ship, something um, smells fishy here. Robocopula, you sell something <laughs> smells fishy, and you look around, and you notice that there's fish, <gasps> um, everywhere. Come quietly, or there'll be trouble. And I point my gun at the fish. The fish says nothing. I shoot the fish. <laughs> there was trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you see there's a group kind of starting at the back of the ship, and they're making their way forward. They're just going around, like, securing everything. A uh, small group of three to four uh, sea folk, it looks like. Um, they're, they're slowly making their way around to where you guys are. But if you chose, you could avoid them, or you could uh, attack them. There's, there's, a, there's a good chance either way, but... Uh, I want to run their plates. <laughs> <laughs> you got any priors? Um, uh, could you give me... Can I, get, can I get a wisdom check, man? A wisdom? Yeah. Uh, only a nine. Um, yeah, it, comes, it comes back nothing. It says they're clean. It says these plates are clean. Ooh, damn. All right, then they're, I, I assume they're good citizens, then. Well, these good citizens are are getting. Uh, they're, they're starting to get even a little bit closer, uh, a little bit, a little bit more, and they'll they'll probably notice you guys as they're they're making their way along the side of the ship. They've cleared up the back, and now they're coming uh, towards you. And again, there's the only thing up on the top of this uh, top deck of this boat is just boat. It's just boat up here. I, I say, Hogan, let's go lend them a hand. Hogan says, anytime, brother, and he grabs. Uh, Robocop's arm and, and begins uh, the process of an Irish whip. <laughs> oh, okay. Who's going to launch you? Do we do a strength check to see? Well, I mean, you, got, you we... can reverse it. An Irish whip yeah. is reversible, so it can be either one. I'll, I'll take the boost. I'm, I'm eager to get over there. Could I get an athletics check from the both of you? Okay. Combined athletics check. A combined athletics check. Um, 11, yeah. but I have a plus 3 in strength, so 14. 14, Matt. Mine's a uh, 16. 16. All right. Uh, Matt, you, you, you link arms with, uh, with Robocopula. Hogan leans back and not just gives him the old Irish whip, but it puts a little extra spin into it. And uh, the fact that uh, Robocopula is a dense automaton made mostly of metal, um, the, the phrase like a loose cannon, like a dangerous amount of metal flying around a ship, is uh, spoken of terror amongst uh, sailors. And that's exactly what happens as um, Robocopula smashes into the back of these sea folk. Uh, into the back of the, the, the first one that he hits is a, uh, a squid-like uh, sea folk. And he smashes into a shark and a tuna, and uh, three of the four go overboard. And uh, the fourth is sitting there on the ground, uh, dazed. Uh, what kind of uh, sea folk is the one? Is the guy who's who's sitting there dazed? Um, he is a he's a he's a manatee. He's a manatee. Shaq attempts to eat the manatee. He casts another <laughs> fireball. He's trying to roast it. Get a little nice sear. He doesn't want it too overdone. Hogan interrupts and says, "Have I ever told you about the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Grill? Cooks burgers, <laughs> chicken, and fish. All kinds of fish. The the fat rolls right off. Uh, that George Foreman guy didn't know what he was talking about, but." Uh, can I interest you? I, I roll for persuasion to try to sell Shakirius uh, a Hulk Hogan Ultimate Grill. As Shaq is contemplating eating this uh, this manatee man, uh, Hogan the Barbarian starts telling the lore of a of a of a, of a rare magical item, uh, uh, a, a powerful and seldom used uh, item of, of, of great worth. There is a brazier, kind of like like a small like lantern, like to keep things like uh, warm and stuff. And there's also, uh, surprisingly, a lot of uh, deliciously made uh, vinegared rice. <laughs> at one hit point, I'm afraid uh, anything you do at this, at this point is going to be the end of him. Well, it's going to be the end of him because he's going to be living in my colon pretty soon. <laughs> That's uh, exactly it. I say, uh, Ogan, let's, let's grill this, uh, this manatee man here. 
Even though uh, the manatee only has one needs one hit left, uh, mm. as they attempt to use the grill, the grill falls apart into pieces, <laughs> and <laughs> it's insufficient. Um, you, you, you press the grill on either side of the manatee's head, and begin to apply pressure, and there's a slight hiss as the searing marks start to start like start to slightly burn the skin, and then there's a ping as the hinge <laughs> in the back falls apart and bits of it go into the ocean and Hogan just scoops it aside and just says brother. Uh, <laughs> Robocopula says, my inner thighs are a panini press. And he begins to eat them up and spread his legs open. Mm. Uh, having successfully successfully attacked the, uh, the, the guards on top of the ship, um, uh, you notice that there's like a little... Um, there's like a little legend next to the to the door uh, going down into the ship. You notice that there's uh, it's like it's like an elevator. There's it's labeled different levels of the decks. There's the uh, uh, the the quarter deck, uh, the, the the poop deck. You know the standard standard decks. There's the prison deck and the uh, sacrificial uh, uh, altar deck. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sacrificial altar deck, huh? Hmm. Sounds like there might be some uh, sacrificed fishmen. We can go try that panini press on. <laughs> Robocop pulls up the Yelp reviews of uh, of the hibachi uh, on that on that level, and yeah, he he says they have five stars, and he he's all for it. All right, so you guys make your way down through the ship. The ship is um, uh, it it seems kind of like poorly stocked for as big of a ship, or maybe it's seems like they've been on a longer journey than they have. Um, it, it doesn't seem to be like stocked with the riches and uh, supplies of a ship that uh, this size and for um, mm. you know this is this is this is a wealthy kind of like a show of power. This is the closing ceremonies do, of the Olympics. Can I do an insight check? Please do an insight okay, check. Okay, I pull out my gun and I just start shooting every barrel. <laughs> <laughs> every barrel in sight gets shot. Okay. Uh, with your insight check. Um, Many of the barrels, uh, a lot of the barrels are empty. Okay. Uh, and the rest of the barrels uh, contain, um, there, there's lots of, there's lots of merch. There's tunics, uh, coasters, um, uh, a type of, a type of mead sock that you put around your mead jar. <laughs> um, they keep the mead ice cold. <laughs> they keep the mead ice cold. Coldest mead in town. Ooh. When that sock turns blue, it's time for the... <laughs> You have <laughs> you have the feeling that uh, the weapon of choice of these people is uh, persuasion over um, you know what, whatever's causing the disharmony of the sea folk, uh, the, whatever young upstart uh, is trying to, uh, to disrupt the the power. You see that he's he, he's clearly something. He's, he's getting his message across in a in a better way than Dolph Lundgren is. Um, you make your way down to all the way down past uh, all the decks to the sacrificial altar deck, and you all start you start hearing like a a not unpleasant voice in your head. It's a a, a cozy, uh, buttery kind of comforting monotony. You're not it's, you're not even really paying attention to what it's saying. It's just pleasant to have it back there. Um, and as you come around uh, the stairs to the last level, you see. Uh, Questor's high school uh, enemy, Bethany, that bitch. Ugh. She's tied to a pent. She's tied to a, a pentagram, mm. and there's there's wax uh, wax candles all over the place. There's books open, jars, vials. Clearly, this is where there's uh, some sort of ceremony, uh, ritual going on. And floating uh, and floating in front of her is the. Uh, uh, is is a blue ice a knife made of ice, just kind of slowly like uh, rotating uh, in the air. I tell Bethany, uh, come quietly, or there'll be trouble. Yeah, as you look closer, you see Bethany's eyes are kind of doing that thing where they're kind of like rolled up in her sockets, and it's just all whites. Shaq says, doesn't look like she's cooperating. She's resisting arrest. <laughs> Hogan is confused now uh, with his mates, whether he's hearing Robocop or Shag Talk. They're, they're kind of blending into one character. <laughs> As Robo Shag starts talking, you guys see four hulking killer whale sea folk Mm-mm. in robes walking forward. 
I say walking, but as you look closer, you see their robes are just kind of trailing. Their, their flippered feet aren't even touching the ground. They're just kind of floating forwards. You, you see them all just kind of like uh, chanting and focusing their energies on some sort of spell. And they move together as a group. And you see a flash of light. And there is a barrier put in your place to stop you from uh, moving forward to save Bethany, that bitch. Shat conjures a ring on the other side of the force of the magical force it's big hoop and he's kind of like mo- maneuvering it around a little bit to try and get him hey like jump through it come on come on you know he's trying to ah, he oh, also okay. conjures a little fish and like puts it on the other side like hey jump through the hoop over here he's trying to get him to jump through the hoop the hoop and the fish start to catch the eye of of one of the one of the the killer whales and in that brief moment of broken concentration uh they all gently fall to the ground, stop their spell, and they turn around and look at you. Mm. Uh, and you hear a voice saying, Wait, I thought they were only going to send two. <laughs> uh, but no matter, nothing will stop me. And he says, Attack them, my killer whales. And I need you all to roll initiative. Mm. We are in combat with a pod of casters. Ah, uh, crap. Four. Oh, a pot of casters. God damn it. Shakirius? <sighs> 14. Half an hour of gameplay for that. God damn it. Hogan, what'd you roll? 27, like these 27-inch pythons. <laughs> 27. Each one to match each inch of those pythons. Oh, one for each python. Uh, all right. Uh, Hogan, you're up first. Hogan first says, so you guys are casting... Uh, Who's your, uh, cur- who, who's hosting that? All right, let, have you heard of Hostamania, the web hosting service uh, <laughs> that I launched in 2013? Um, can I interest you in moving your podcast, your, your casting service over to Hostamania? So I roll, uh, I, I attempt to pitch them on Hostamania, a real thing that Hulk Hogan did. Uh, can I get a, can I get a persuasion check, Matt? Roll yeah. one. Um, uh, one of the killer whales is, is listening for a second, but then uh, uh, realizes that your pitch just kind of your pitch just kind of confuses itself. It runs out of steam, uh, and it takes uh, it takes no action to switch its uh, its hosting. There's um, Shaq. You're up next. Uh, I feel like the pic- the the logo for the host mania is Hulk Hogan he's doing it's the same thing as pasta mania where he's holding up the pasta but it's just like a bunch of like headphone like cords dangling down instead and he's got a chef's hat on too <laughs> I'm going to make that's going to be on the Instagram 2 months after this episode debuts uh, Shaq really wants to eat these fish he's tr- He's been thwarted at every turn. The dolphin guy was too old. Uh, the manatee guy was too dead, although that hasn't stopped him always in the past. Um, he's gonna try, he's not even gonna do any kind of magic or anything. He's gonna run up to them and bite them. He's gonna bite one of them, whichever one's nearest. Uh, could I get a, okay, I need you to roll a strength check for me mm-hmm. to bite the nearest whale. That's yeah, a 19. As, as these wizards are, are floating in the air and chanting their spell, you notice that they have ribs and you have been dying for some ribs. I've been dying for, the for ribs this time. whole time. Been wondering when the ribs uh, are going to come. <laughs> the ribs weren't going to come until now, and you realize that the the reason the, the the problem you've had is that you've been dying for ribs, and you realize the problem is they should be dying for these ribs. Yes. Uh, and so <laughs> you you run in uh, and make a, a a grappling bite against one of these four magical killer whales. Um, uh, not only is so much of a chunk of his side comically missing, like a giant like tooth mark, um, that when he goes to stand up, it just kind of snaps and doesn't support him anymore, and he falls over like a tree, and he is dead. Cool. Okay, I'm eating that right now. Yeah, you are eating I that. I pull out a... I have three different bottles of barbecue sauce that I had inside my robes already, and I'm picking which one right now to see. Shakiris, I need you to uh, roll, roll a d6 for me. D6, okay. Uh... That's a two. A two. Uh, you you regain four hit points from the delicious Ooh, whale meat. Excellent. As a two, it's wrong to eat, but not that wrong. <laughs> um, all right, it's not wrong enough. Now it's going to be the uh, the whales' turns, and they are going to 
one of them uh, is going to make a, an attack on Robocopula. Uh, they cast uh, Casper's Undead Resonance. Uh, ben, uh, in your head, uh, Robocopula can't help but um, think about the ni- all the night's sleeps that he's missed, sleeping on bad mattresses, <laughs> and he's... He's he's drowsy. Uh, you your speed is halved for the re- for your for your next turn. Damn it! Uh, and speaking of, now it's up to you, uh, Ben. It's your turn now. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to fool them by casting um, hallucinatory terrain. Just a second here. I got my player's handbook up. Mm. It's a fourth level illusion spell. Um, you make the natural terrain in a 150-foot cube in range. Look, sound, smell like something else. Um, so let me see. Uh, so I want to make it look uh, like they are at SeaWorld, okay? So they're going to be uh, frightened by this image that all killer whales are naturally uh, scared of. Okay, hold on a yeah. second. Um, um, yeah. Okay, so I pull out my gun and I shoot him with the typical three-round burst. <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> um, okay, you, uh, your, your spell, your spell takes effect, and blooming out from the center, uh, like before you, and kind of expanding throughout the whole space of this, uh, uh, the this, this deep, the depths, uh, the, the bowels of this ship. Uh, the, the the three, the three remaining uh, whales. Um, their eyes clearly on the sides of their heads. Again, their heads point mm-hmm. up. The eyes are on the sides. <laughs> of their, uh, the, you see them. You see them turning back and forth to look at each other. Uh, there's a panic as they feel like they're um, they're back in the blackfish days. And uh, and and while their concentration is briefly broken, uh, Ben, you shoot one through the skull and it is dead. Now, is there an audience in this illusion? I did intend anyway for there to be a grandstand an and some some yeah in the illusory audience there yes, are the illusory um, oh they're cheering yeah they're yes. cheering for the except death. for one kid who's upset he didn't get a souvenir yet are there fat tourists oh yes most all the fat tourists uh, here's the, the illusion of all of them looking at this thing through their phones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well that's like a hole in the sheet you look at it through a phone there's no guilt at all <laughs> none of it. You can go to SeaWorld again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk around SeaWorld. Yeah. Yeah, it's the sheet. modern hole in the sheet. Just keep your phone up, up the your, whole time. Look up your Talmud. It's in there. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the back, the top of the round, uh, they're going to make a legendary reaction. Oh. Um, and they're going to cast subscribe on all of you. Oh, uh, all of your inventories are suddenly full of several episodes of their past uh, uh, nonsense. Mm, and you are, son of a you bitch. are now all overburdened. Uh, we're back to the top of the round with Matt uh, Hogan. What's your action? Suddenly, out of nowhere, you hear. And so the, the mustard, uh, ye old mustard yellow and neon red is gone, and, and Ho, uh, Hogan the Barbarian walks out in black and white. Oh, oh. shit. And he says, uh, Robocopula, Shakirius, Hogan, we are the new old world order. Uh, and old is spelled O L D E. Talking about that tall brother over there with the hat. The brother over there with the gun, and his brother over here with the 27-inch pythons. No one can stand in our way. So Shaq was the third man. Mm-hmm. Robocop. Robocop now has a toothpick out of a hanging toothpick. out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And a, like a metal curl of hair coming yes. down. <laughs> yeah, it's a spring. It's a spring. Mm, yeah, it's just a spring. <laughs> it's just a, yeah. <laughs> a le- <laughs> and uh, so. What what Hogan is hoping for is that this, um, you know, this change of, in Flash is uh, intimidating to the uh, enemy because he actually doesn't have any new moves. It's still the same old. Uh, <laughs> it's the same bullshit. same moves. Yeah. Your your changeover in uh, in costume alone is enough to uh, let the, the the two last uh, warlock uh, whales. See you as a as a massive threat, and uh, it breaks their concentration. 
and you see the spell that they've been chanting to keep you back from uh, Bethany, that bitch. <laughs> you see that the knife isn't floating above her. As their concentration breaks, you see that there is another sea folk standing there holding the knife, mm. no longer invisible from the whale's, uh, from the whale's magic. You turn, uh, he turns around, and you see John Satina, uh, a dolphin man, and he said, I thought you couldn't see me. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Got to get one joke in there for everyone. See, Grant? With with that, actually, with all those oohs, uh, uh, curious you are up. It's lucky it's my turn. Uh, (laughs) Shaq is going to go up to John Satina, and uh, he's going to channel Big Daddy Cool Kevin Nash uh, and attempt to jackknife powerbomb him in which it'll like you lift him up onto his own shoulders, then you slam him back down. Classic finishing move. I don't know what I have to do to accomplish that. Well, I think you'd need to roll me a d20 for a strength check. Uh, Shaq rolls an 80. <laughs> Shaq rolls an 80 on yep. a backbreaking. Um, uh, you lift John Satina up into the air, and he he fights back, going ah ah ah, <laughs> and then you drop him down and snap his back over your over your knee. Uh, the, the the ice knife uh, falls to the ground. Uh, he is definitely down for the count. Sweet. It is it is now the turn for the uh, killer whales. Um, the first one is going to cast. Well, you're already shaking your head, and I have no. no I've got some John Cena jokes that I'm I'm tastefully holding back. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, the first whale is going to cast. Uh, let's see, you got a couple of spells. Uh, he's going to cast My Best Bludgeoning um, and is going to haunt... He's going to cast this on Hogan. Hogan, you are given a psychic attack of uh, tales of uh, their fa- of favorite murders uh, uh, that these whales have seen and or done, and your, your vision is just clouded with uh, um, obscure facts from murders that were solved or unsolved uh, from years ago. Somehow it's, a, it's, it's an entertaining listen, but uh, you will, uh, you take 16 points of psychic damage. Mm. Uh, and the other whale, since they're no longer in union, he is going to cast hosting fees. <laughs> um, oh, that backfires. That actually cost him some points. Uh, <laughs> that actually cost him a lot. He is, he is now mm. down. Even though Hogan is, is dazed, uh, he says, what did I tell you about hostomania, brother? Yeah, um, uh, Matt, you can use your reaction to remind him about Hostomania, and that will... Oh, shit. He will take 52 points of regret, um, and he falls to the ground. Uh, uh, his heart bursts from the foolishness of his, uh, of his hosting fees and the complexity of uh, keeping a podcast running. He crumples to the ground. Um, there, next, up, next up on our round, um, I got uh, Ben... What do you got for uh, what do you got for Robocopula? Okay, so there's still the guy that is holding the knife, right? He's dropped it now after Grant broke his back. Yeah, I power bombed. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out um, who I can use. Okay, wait, there's still a killer whale. There's there's one killer whale left from the from the group, and then there's uh, John Satina on the ground. Um, okay, um, John Satina is fully humanoid. No, he's a he's a he's a fish folk. He's a sea folk. What is the top of him? Dolphin. Dolphin. Great. Okay. As most Satina's cetaceans would be. Yeah, C-E-T. Yep. Yep. So, John Satina, um, I'm going to cast Dominate Monster on him, or Dominate Beast. Let me see. No, Dominate Dominate. Monster, because clearly he's a a monstrous... uh, He he does qualify as a monstrous creature. Okay. So, let's see. He's going to need a wisdom saving throw here, Um, because I'm going to try to take control of him. Okay. So, I'm going to roll. Just a second. Okay, I pull out my gun, and I uh, open the chamber to, to the bullet, and I say, say hello to the bad guy. And I fire at uh, John Satina and, and try to shoot him. All right, uh, can you, uh, I, I, I think we all know, um, Point Blake with the broken back and being controlled, um, John Satina does very little to dodge this bullet. Mm-hmm. He takes uh, 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 the round. Like you said, yep, you know, the, yep. the, it's the burst of three. Mm-hmm. Now that was my action. I still have some movement. Don't forget, I can. Move you still in absolutely out. do. Just saying. Uh, yeah, that um, 
uh, that that's gonna put him down. He's going. He's looking a little bloodied at this point. Okay. Um, he has had his back broken and been shot several times. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's not doing super good. Did you have more on these turns? Um, that end your for turn? the movement, I'm going to move my toothpick around in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Could you um, could you roll a d6 for me? A d6 for the for my movement. Interesting. Um, for your movement. This hold is on funny. a second. Uh, a two. You move the you move it to the left side. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> if it was on the left side, you move it to center and then back to left. <laughs> <laughs> it was left, so it went uh, center and back mm. left. Okay, good. Center and back to left. Center Grandpa and back. Simpson loops in and out. Yep. yep. Um, uh, we're back at the beginning of the round with Hogan the Barbarian, and we've got uh, we've we've got two two hunks of fish folk that are pretty much nearly dead. It's not looking great for him at this point. I'm starting to think you guys might win. <laughs> I'm not. Pre- I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Hogan says, "You know what? I don't think the pythons have been working, so let's go to the boas." And he takes off his feather boas, <laughs> and he stuffs them in the blowholes of the fish. Oh, God, <laughs> Matt, could you give me an athletics check? Athletics check. Oh, boy. Uh, Fifteen. You, you you come at him with a fury with your boa, not just uh, not just like stuffing it down there, but like one hand back and forth. It looks like you're like you're pile drive punching him back and forth, but really it's just fistful of boa after fistful of boa. Uh, into this uh, into this killer whale's blowhole, as it, as it thrashes back and forth, it rolls to the side so that it, it's face to face with you or eye to face with you, um, out of the one side of its eye, and you you recognize uh, as it's uh, gasping out its last bit, it blinks a, a message letting you know like you're you got me, you win this round, I'm out, and uh, it, and it it, it expires um, as it is dying. John Satina makes a, a flopping roll. To the uh, to the to the side of the uh, of this uh, of this deck and and tries to flop outside of a of a porthole. It gets all the way outside of the porthole and calls you suckers as it uh, flaps into the water and escapes. Mm. <clears throat> as John Satina leaves, the whales are killed. Bethany, that bitch. Gah. Her her eyes unwhiten, kind of roll that you know unroll from the back of her head and. She starts complaining about where she is. You guys notice that she's kind of a bitch. Shaq's already uh, taken out his bottle of barbecue sauce, and he's he's he's, uh, <laughs> he's waiting out the situation, but uh-huh. he's ready. You're staring her down with the bottle of barbecue sauce. Um, you guys gather up the the ceremonial ice knife, and you 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 take Bethany, and you escape the ship, and you start rowing back to shore. You make it back to the town. And in the throne room of the what was it called? The Council of Doom. Yes. Uh, in the throne, you guys, you guys make your way back to the throne room of the Council of Doom. Bethany in tow. The whole time she's sitting there. The whole time, the whole boat ride back, and the entire time up to walk through town, she's been complaining about having to sit through the the ceremonies, about how they're so boring and no one pays attention and no one knows what to do, and she's got to do it. And she doesn't get to go to the after party, and you guys hate her at this point. Oh yeah. As you get back to the throne room. Open the door and you walk in. And there, instead of seeing Questor, uh, you know, doing her ceremonial duties or anyone, any of the council there, the room is empty. And there's a deep laugh from behind you. And all of a sudden, all of you seem to be frozen in place as a spell locks you to where you are. Hogan, you see a giant appear in front of you. A, a giant you've known from, <laughs> from the past. Mm. A man named Andre mm-hmm. who, who holds you in place. Shakirius, you attempt to make a spell, but you are blocked by Greg Ostertag, <laughs> with the, most, the man with the most blocks against Shaq <laughs> in history. Oh my Jesus God. Christ. And RoboCop, you are broken down. You tr- you can't fight. Authority figure has told you to stay still. Son of a bitch. You cannot fight back <laughs> against the Prime Directive. <laughs> Bethany takes the ice knife, and as it floats up in front of her, you see she completes the ritual on her own, and shards of ice and light pierce her and drain her life force from her, and as she rises from the ground as a corpse, now Bethany, that lich, <laughs> she... She re- she reveals that she's uh, she's used everyone to to disrupt the ceremony so that she can take over. She she says to you as she shuts the door, "Sorry, Partio, but your princess is in another castle." She locks the door, and we'll have to pick up there another time. That's oh, where we'll end it for this time. Fuck.
Damn it. Well, uh, good people of Little Captain Travis, uh, if you want to know what happened here, um, you're going to have to tune in next time. But uh, if you have feedback for what did happen, email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. And to see a picture of Corey's fine woodcut carving of Shaq eating a manatee sushi, you can follow us on Instagram, where you are, Free Legal Advice Podcast. And like Grant always says, the best place to hunt for bargain uh, Hulk Hogan Ultimate Grill on eBay prices uh, is by following us uh, on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. We'll be posting alerts to any price drops uh, all week long. And if you like the show, buy our fifth edition D&D modules, including the Tomb of Horrors, the Garage of Horrors, and the Vacation Home of Horrors. <laughs> classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 128. Corey, if I if I handed you a Rubik's cube right now, could you do it? Solve yes. it. I could uh, ah. I could do it if you handed it to me right now. Um, and then I, I say that knowing that there are, are six main steps and knowing that um, steps three through five are going, fuck, what was six? Fuck. Because <laughs> this is me like this is me like sprinting a marathon and then like getting hung up on the tape and just can't push through it. <laughs> Come on, buddy, you're right there. So I spent some time, learned how to do that. Uh, and it, it's pretty cool, and it's a, it's a great party trick. You know, someone at work happens to have a Rubik's Cube, and they're struggling with it, and you're like, well, let me take a crack at that, and, you know, three minutes later, got it. Right. But what I realized just during uh, quarantine, somehow it came up, I was like, I haven't done it in long enough to where I completely forgot. I, I don't know move number one, and I'm like, fuck, I have to learn it all over again. <laughs> right. ah, it's not worth it. By the way, that scenario has never happened. That uh, someone, boy, how do you do this whole thing? They bought one and they're just kind of wiggling at it, and then you happen to walk by. And, yeah, in my mind, I'm just yes. gonna like lean on their lean on the desk of my enemy at work and be like, "Oh man, sorry, what a mess. Cleaning staff must have left that. Let me fix that for you." And <laughs> oh, then your I do enemy it, slam it down on his desk, like break a couple of his keys on his keyboard, and I'm like, "There, I did it for you." <laughs> Uh, Corey, I was thinking that, like, you know, Matt walks by and solves it, and then you just cut to the wedding already, you know? Like, he does it, <laughs> and then it's just, dun, 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 and making out heavy. But instead, it's your enemy, so it's just smash cut to his grave. <laughs> <laughs> and you just looking smug at it. Yep, you asshole. <laughs> his kids got it, and there's just that last couple steps. By now, i figured out how to finish it, and I walk over, and I go, here, let me get that for you. And I uh-huh. do it, and she's like, you're a better dad than he ever was. Couldn't you have just solved the reds? Why did you have to do the whole thing? (laughs) Turn internet over.